The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. This Day in Crime is released every day, Monday through Saturday. For ad-free listening and exclusive bonus content, subscribe to Tenderfoot Plus at tenderfootplus.com or on Apple Podcasts. Let's start the show. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Todd McComas, and for many of us, today is known as Taco Tuesday, which is a made-up thing to drive business to Mexican restaurants in what used to be one of their slowest days of the week. But I don't give a shit, because tacos are awesome. And now there's one less day of the week where I have to waste time deciding on what I'm going to shove down my food hole. I'm having tacos, because it's Tuesday. Keep making my life easier, social media. And with that out of the way, let's get to what you came here for. Here's today's crime news with Laura Benson. A security guard you don't want to hire. A murderer shows off how far he can drive in a day. The week kicks off with a bang in New Mexico. Tiny trees go missing. And move over, hockey fans, there's a new Stanley Cup in town. All this and more coming up on This Day in Crime. I'm Laura Benson, and today is Tuesday, January 23rd, 2024. With icy cold weather throughout much of the country, I'd expect people to maybe be staying home and out of trouble. Unfortunately, that hasn't really been the case this week. In fact, the suspect in this first story drove over a thousand miles through the inclement weather yesterday. The search for the suspect in a string of murders in the Joliet, Illinois area ended last night four states away. Five, depending on which road he took. Romeo Nance, 23, was found Monday evening by U.S. Marshals near Natalia, Texas, just south of San Antonio, and more than 1,200 miles from where Nance was suspected of fatally shooting eight people and injuring one other. Nance took his own life in a confrontation with Texas authorities. Police are still unsure of his motivations for the murders and whether the fact that he ended up in Texas has anything to do with it. I think he might have been trying to beat them to Mexico as he was... Very close to getting there, but that's just my guess. The pursuit for Nance started on Sunday evening, when police were called to an apartment complex and found a man, soon identified as Toyosi Bakare, who had been shot in the head. Bakare died in the hospital. Ten minutes before that, a 42-year-old man, one of Nance's neighbors, had been shot in the leg. Video footage captured of this incident shows Nance's car pulling up beside the man before gunshots are fired, identifying Nance as a suspect. Police deputies stumbled upon a gruesome scene in Nance's neighborhood when they posted up in front of his last known address to arrest him. After 12 hours in front of his house with no activity, they decided to enter and discovered the bodies of two people who had been shot. When police crossed the street to inquire at what they believed to be the home of relatives of the residents of the first house, they found five more victims. Investigators have yet to determine Nance's motives, but seeing as the suspect knew at least seven of these victims, there's very likely a specific motivation. 
Almost exactly one year ago, Nance had previously been charged by Illinois police for aggravated assault and was released after posting $10,000 of a $100,000 bond. Oh dear. Heading a little further west, the Pueblo, Colorado Police Department has charged Solomon Martinez this week with first-degree murder of 47-year-old Rene Narue Portillos, who was found dead in Fountain Creek on January 10th. Martinez was arrested on January 11th at a local security company where he worked. Yeah, you heard me right. He was a security officer. Police had been informed about the woman's body in the creek and his alleged involvement. This case is super weird and super creepy. According to Martinez's roommate, they ran into each other at around 5 a.m. in the morning at a car wash on January 9th, and he noticed that Martinez had dirt on his clothes and blood on his hands, which he washed off with a pressure water hose. The roommate told police that Martinez asked him to dig a 10-foot hole for him, which is incredibly suspicious. I mean, did this guy want to get caught? Maybe the roommate made that part up. Oh, but wait. A second friend of theirs also told police the same thing. This second witness even went a step further and actually took a video on his phone to, quote, cover for himself when Martinez asked him repeatedly to dig a six to 10 foot hole for him. So yeah, pretty suspicious. When Martinez was arrested two days later, police said a hand believed to belong to the woman was found inside a plastic bag in the left chest pocket of his jacket. So. This means that he was just carrying this woman's hand around in his pocket for two days. Two days. Despite these reports that he had a hand in his jacket when he was arrested and the additional findings of bloodstains in his vehicle, Martinez has blamed the woman's death on the witness who recorded the video. After three hours of questioning, police decided to book Martinez into the Pueblo County Jail, and he's currently being held on a $1 million cash bond which means he would have to pay the full amount himself and wouldn't be able to get out on partial bail like Nance was able to do. Thank goodness. We'll be right back after I tell you about something that's going to make your life way better. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yesterday was a busy day for New Mexico's bomb squads. At about 7.30 in the morning, residents and workers in Deming, New Mexico, who were yet to have their first cup of coffee of the day, were rattled awake quickly when a bomb went off at the New Mexico Probation and Corrections Building. 
Thankfully, no injuries were reported, but everyone working at the county offices got the day off, which only seems fair with a morning like that. During the early investigation, state police took a female suspect, the driver of a pickup truck that matched a vehicle in a surveillance video, into custody, but the woman's name has not yet been released. A bit later in the day, police discovered and fortunately were able to safely detonate an explosive device mailed to the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of New Mexico in Albuquerque. Two other suspicious packages were reported in Las Cruces and Albuquerque, but both proved to be false alarms. It's still unknown whether the Deming explosion was connected to the bomb sent to Albuquerque officials, but the case has been handed off to the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives. Two detainees, including one held on murder charges and another on homicide charges, have broken out of a county jail in Arkansas. According to the Jefferson County Sheriff's Office, they discovered on Monday morning that two men currently held in custody, Jatonia Bryant and Noah Roosh, were missing from the Dub Brissell Adult Detention Center in Pine Bluff, near Little Rock. Bryant, who's 23, was being detained as a suspect for capital murder in a 2023 shooting, and Roosh, 22, was being held as a suspect on a different homicide, as well as on probable cause for residential burglary and property theft. This is the part I love about this story. The sheriff's office said in the release on Monday that they, quote, believed the individuals may have escaped within the last 24 hours and did not say how they escaped. What? What does that even mean? Do they not check their inmates until Monday morning? How did they not know exactly when these guys went missing? Regardless, the two men are still living it up somewhere outside the detention center. So if you're near that area, check out the Jefferson County Police Bulletin for photos and info so maybe you can help report them. Moving on from the death and destruction portion of today's show, this week has been an eventful week for some over-the-top thefts of things that are unexpectedly worth an F-load of money. If you caught the show on Thursday of last week, I talked about cemeteries in the Compton area of LA being targeted for thefts of nameplates, and I thought that was strange, but these next two are close rivals. Story number one in this mini-segment about weird thefts of mine comes from Roseville, California, where a 23-year-old woman has stolen a lot of Stanley Cups. Don't worry, hockey fans, the Stanley Cup is totally fine. She has stolen Stanley Cups, plural, as in little steel cups made by Stanley, the company. I'm going to give myself away a little bit for a second because since I'm not really on TikTok, before this headline came out, I was completely in the dark about the current Stanley Cup craze. For those of you who don't know, like me, I'll fill you in. Stanley is a company that's been around since 1913, primarily making stainless steel, reusable, and insulated travel mugs. They're great. I have one, and it keeps my coffee warm. However, in recent years, Stanley's marketing team has started to release limited batches of the cups in various colors and themes, and one Tumblr model in particular has become incredibly popular, reaching new heights as a collector's item. A whole resale market has emerged, and some of these cups, originally costing about 50 bucks each, are selling online for well upwards of $200 a piece. So, back to Roseville, California, where an unidentified young female suspect was arrested for grand theft for stealing 65 of these cups, valuing nearly $2,500. The young woman wasn't super sneaky in her approach and apparently just walked right out of the store with a full shopping cart of unpaid for Stanley products. After refusing to stop for staff and boldly throwing them all in her car and driving away, she was pulled over on a nearby highway. The cop had some fun pulling all the mugs out and putting them on the hood and bumper of his fleet vehicle for a photo. I'll be honest, 
it would make a really great marketing shot. Stealing things that are unexpectedly worth a lot of money must be a California thing. This next story also comes from Northern California. Volunteers and tiny tree enthusiasts everywhere are still madly searching to recover eight trees that were stolen from the Bonsai Garden at Lake Merritt in Oakland last week. Okay, are you ready? The eight bonsai trees stolen are worth approximately $20,000. And no, you don't have earwax in your ears. I said $20,000. Bonsais are created through an incredibly specific and painstaking process over many years. And some of the trees stolen were over 100 years old. They've been crafted by volunteers and taken care of at the garden for decades. Unfortunately, this is the fourth theft this place has seen in just two years. The entirely volunteer-run garden has installed security cameras to discourage thieves and wire cables to hold the trees and their pots in place to little avail. So, if you're poking around on eBay today and you happen to find a bonsai for sale, volunteers have released photos of the exact missing trees, and maybe you could let these folks know so they can recover their extremely adorable mini forest. All right, everyone, that's all I've got for you today. Stay safe, stay warm, stay out of trouble. And tomorrow, you'll be hearing from Eric Quintana for another This Day in Crime. I'll see you again on Thursday. Have a great week. This Day in Crime is a production of Tinderflick TV in partnership with Odyssey, produced in association with Burning Mountain Productions. Sources for today's episode and full credits can be found in the show notes, and you can follow us on social media at This Day in Crime. We're back at it tomorrow. Thanks for listening.